everybody out there in Radioland. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living, here on WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, at WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We want to thank our sponsor, Good Life. Good Life Programs and Activities is a 50-plus health and wellness center in Concord. They offer low-cost or free exercise and art classes, as well as trips, socials, and educational seminars. Visit www.goodlifenewhampshire.org or call 603-228-6630. Or you can visit Good Life at the Smokestack Center at 254 North State Street in Concord. So, uh, we we have been sitting here discussing what our topic's going to be today. And when I say we, I mean Catherine Martinez, who is, of course, the station manager here at WKXL. And uh, we actually are going to be discussing the living production of a show. I mean, in progress, right? And uh, that always gives some fun stories and, and information to the audience. So um, I'm actually going to give this off to Catherine Martinez, and she's going to set up um, the show that's coming up in Pittsfield and tell us a little bit about it, and then we will take it from there. Catherine, how are you today? Good. Sorry, I just moved my mic. If you heard that, it's <laughs> you know, just a good, that was a great sound to have on the air. Um, no, I'm very excited to be directing a fundraising event with the Pittsfield Players. Um, and we are holding this fundraising event to raise money for not only the theater, but for the recent HVAC units we installed in the building. Uh, it's a $50,000 um, fundraising event. We're really trying to raise that money, and um, I think it will happen. We have yeah. some really great sponsors, so it's exciting. Uh, we have a big cast. We just had auditions recently, and we have about a 17-person cast along with a six-person crew. Um, to help out with costuming and music and you're helping out as well Hi. which is very thank goodness because <laughs> I cannot do this on my own yeah, it takes a, a big team. endeavor it does take a team so we're going also we're going to also give a, a big shout out here right to all our folks that are out there listening uh, community arts programming must be supported by the community at large uh, you know out there how expensive it is today to do anything well, just try keeping the arts alive under that theme, and you can know what a challenge it is for our smaller nonprofits to keep going and thriving in this economy. So uh, the great thing is, is Pittsfield Players, Pittsfield Players um, does so much in the community, kids programming, uh, adult productions, all kinds of things. So here is the opportunity for the, the community to come in and support a local nonprofit um, by coming to this specific fundraiser. So, Catherine, give us the name and tell us about the fundraiser. Yeah, so the fundraiser is called Curtain Up and Even Evening of Music. Um, it will be on September 9th at 8 p.m., located at the Scenic Theater, which is the home of the Pittsfield Players at 6 Depot Street in Pittsfield. Um, you can purchase your tickets. The tickets are available now at www.pittsfieldplayers.org. And um, it's going to be a 
Broadway review, musical review, singing different solos, duets, and group numbers from different musicals, maybe even some Disney productions, who knows. And um, it's going to be a really fun event. Uh, We have a big raffle that's going to be happening. We have a nice pit that's also going to be coming and playing with some of the group numbers and um, some great help from our ushers as well that's going to make everything feel really warm and inviting. Absolutely. And the music is is the like the top 25, 30 hits of American musical theater. So uh, the music is going to be something that the audience will really know and enjoy even more. Um, And you know what? I'm going to go into a little story here uh, because I was at the theater this week with Catherine. And um, I don't know how, you know, if it's going off point here, but every time I walk into this little theater that I think is like 140 seats, Roughly, yeah. About 140 seats. So we have a little bitty theater that is the most charming little thing you've ever seen. And uh, the theater might be small, but the productions are big hearted. And every time I walk into this theater, I go back to my days when I was living in New York. And for about 25 years when I was there in the late 80s, there was a theater called Amato Opera. And Amato Opera performed fully staged opera productions in a, in almost the exact style of theater at the Scenic Theater for the Pittsfield Players. Uh, a smallish uh, black box almost, right? And for over 25 years, Tony Amato, who was this older gentleman who loved opera, single-handedly kept opera going in, you know, the lower, lower side of... Uh, you know, central New York City, and offered thousands, thousands, by the time he was done, thousands of young singers, young and upcoming singers, performed at that theater in, in uh, I want to say the Bowery. I can't remember. It's, it was, you know, low, the low numbers of New, Ham- of, uh, New York City. And uh, every time I go into the Scenic Theater, I remember the theater that Tony Amato, which is gone now, uh, used to do multiple productions every year. I mean, like a month, every month. He would maybe have three or four casts of an opera and run them, you know, four or five times a week to give all of these young singers an opportunity. So the heart certainly is in the right place. And he was famous. He was famous. Even the people at the Met honored Tony Amato. They understood what it was he was doing. Well, you know what? You don't have to be in New York City. You don't have to be a big venue. The truth is, is this work with young singers, young performers is happening right in our own communities. And it is especially happening in the Pittsville Players. So, um, you know, Catherine had mentioned that I'm, I'm going to be just sort of helping in, helping out here and there. Right. But uh, it was a real pleasure to be there and seeing the wealth of talent that they have available to them and watch the process of bringing these theater and musical theater pieces alive for the audience in the manner of Tony Amato from New York City. I mean, it's really weird, the parallels here. Yeah, I think it's difficult to... I I get a little nervous hosting auditions for fundraisers just from a performance perspective because I feel like the talent pool sometimes just wants to do a big show. You know, they want to do a big musical, not necessarily a musical review. And it was really great to see about 20 people show up, um, not only submitting videos, but also coming out in person and genuinely wanting to support the theater and have time on stage and just be a part of their community. That was really nice to see. 
Absolutely. I mean, in, in these young perform, performers are maybe not so young performers, right? These community performers. And I say that with the understanding that community does not necessarily mean not professional, right? I mean, everybody likes to say, oh, if you get paid, they're the professional. But you know what? I consider myself pretty dang professional. And there's plenty of times where I will perform gratis. So money is not integral into the topic of community performers. These are performers that want to get together as a company and perform and offer their best to the audience, which is the essence of performing theater. Yeah. They so. just want to sing and, right. and sing with others and sing for their community as well. Right. And mm-hmm. have a great experience doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's great. We Pittsfield Players puts on about, I think it's about five or six productions a year. And now um, this year we actually had our first summer program children's theater summer camp um in july and they did the magical land of oz they put on a show in two wow, weeks wow awesome Every, yeah it was great first night sold out friday night sold out and the second night was practically almost sold yep. out only a few seats left but because of this hvac um you know the scenic theater is a historic building um right. it, was, it was there since the the grand army of the republic so there's a whole placard outside if you come and visit the location it tells you a little bit about the history of of the scenic theater but um you know it gets hot in the summer and we we're so grateful to have had such a successful couple of years that we were able to pay it all up front. But now mm-hmm. we just want to replenish that right. um, and make sure that we can continue creating And look what art. you can do because of that. We mm-hmm. Because you did have that fundraisers or, you know, the funding, I should say. Um, and you had the HVAC, uh, HVAC system put in. Uh, now you can offer programming in the in the dead of, you know, the heat of, of uh, New England and keep keep the arts flowing. Um, remember now, in the old days, turn of the century especially, a lot, mostly little communities in this country, certainly in the Northeast, had these small little theaters built for their smaller communities. Why? Because theater and music and performing and dance were all popular and they were important to the culture. And we're not seeing a whole as much of that as I would like to see. Uh, we certainly have pockets and lots of companies that are out there doing their their thing, which is great. But you know what? To have it as part of the um, inner workings of a cultural community, that's something we can get better at and, and offer more in depth, I think. So Pittsfield Players definitely gets a, a check um, on keeping that that going for their community. All right. I hear the music. We're going to take a little break here. And we're going to come up on the other side and talk with Catherine a little bit more um, in depth about the show that's coming up on September 9th at the Scenic Theater. Curtain up. Hang tight. We will be right with you. Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to Artful Living. Jane Cormier, your host here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Also, just a reminder, if there's any programming that you might have missed here on WKXL, everything is available on our website, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So check us out on the website. Don't forget over all of our social media, too. We have some great social media at WKXL. And uh, Artful Living is very happy to be here at home at WKXL. 
So that being said, our first segment, if you're just joining us, we had Catherine Martinez, who happens to be the station manager here at WKXL, uh, who is also involved with the Pittsfield players. Uh, Catherine, what capacity are you with them? I actually just got elected as vice president. Ah. Now I'm vice president of the board for Pittsfield, and I've been performing with them for quite some time now. Well, I remember like you 12, were young. 12, 13, <laughs> since 2015. So someone do the math. Because, yeah. Or no, excuse me. Yeah. No, it's been No, it's that. been later. 2012. Excuse 2012. me. 2012. So yes. it's been about 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, they've it, they've been, they're like a second family now. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've done performing there had the opportunity to music direct right. and now doing some directing here and there so right yeah you evolve you evolve as you grow and and that's always a good thing yep for everyone i'm sure they're thrilled to have you on board as well mm-hmm. so curtain up is happening on september 9th eight o'clock at the scenic theater in pittsfield and uh, it's going to be a fundraiser to help support pittsfield players in their hvac system which they used this summer for a children's production which i think is great they put up a production for, what, in two weeks, you said? Two weeks. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All choreo, set build, everything. Wonderful. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. They had shorter time than us for the fundraising event, so yeah, we have nothing to sweat over here. <laughs> no, no, no. And you have a lot of people in this show that really know what they're doing. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, what are the, some of the songs that will be in Curtain Up? Ooh, should we share that or should no? we keep it quiet? I don't know. I mean, okay, so a, a few of them will be singing some selections from Oklahoma, musical Oklahoma. Um, King and I, we're doing King and I, and um, I don't I think we're doing My Fair Lady. I don't think we chose My Fair Lady. No, I don't but, think we did. Um, so you have really a classic musical theater as well as some Disney the pieces, new yeah. classical, you know, new musical theaters, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah like to keep it a little bit of a surprise so people don't know what to expect when they ah. come. But it's going to be a very immersive experience. So lots of folk out in the audience singing to audience members and having them be a part of the sure. scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. it's going to be great. That's one of the great perks we have at the Scenic Theater is it being a more intimate space. You can kind of have those moments with your audience. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Absolutely. And um, I, I know that the the space lends itself to not having to worry so much about amplifying everything, Mm-mm. you know, so that's great. You get the real color of everything, you know, if you can do that. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that'll be great. Yeah, it was great. We had a really great experience with Jekyll and Hyde last fall. Um, I had put together that pit. It was an eight piece pit um, in the scenic and uh, it just so changes everything. So for folks everything. that might not, what's a pit? Uh, just an orchestral pit. So we had some musical instruments in there yeah. um, playing during the show. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you were in the show, too. And I was in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it's like when you do, uh, when, you, when you're, you know, participatory with a, a nonprofit. Usually what happens is you wear many different hats and uh, that's what keeps them going. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of jobs to be done. Um, for a show so if we're we'll take that thought and keep going with it um, let's go over the process mm-hmm. you know some people listening to us might really like going to shows but maybe don't really have a lot of uh, information about inside what has to happen so first of all the event has to be planned mm-hmm. in a very general way right so you're going to be doing a variety kind of show yep musical right. review so mm-hmm. what goes into picking pieces for that I think part of it does go into what what pool you already have 
you know, some folks that have already come out to do shows to see if they'd be interested and then just kind of building from there, Um, Mm -hmm. especially for a music review. I also really wanted to think about the shows that have already been done at the scenic and maybe highlight some of those and add some new ones as well. And um, then, you know, picking the, the date of the event, maybe even having a theme, depending mm-hmm. on what you, what your fundraiser is going to be about or what it's surrounding. Um, but it, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Absolutely. So people might not know it, but, you know, the idea of the timing of the product of the production, whatever it might be, is really important to make sure that you're making things as easy for the audience. For instance, uh, I know that I've worked with some shows that that do their shows earlier. Right. Six o'clock, six thirty. Um, the problem with that will be if you have audience that work, it makes it stressful for them to have to run home. They have to get, you know, sometimes they want to get changed. They have to eat. They usually have, you know, family issues. They're going to take your kids or whatever. And then they have to rush to go off to the show. Um, and, you know, so if you're uh, putting together these shows, right, you're the impresario, which is what really that word means, putting together musical shows. Um, you have to... If you're good at what you do, you're thinking about that. And I think it's great that your curtain is eight o'clock, which gives people plenty of time to get comfy, you know, before they come out to the show. Yeah. And be comfortable. Yeah. They they can go enjoy their dinner and not feel like they got (laughs) to beat traffic, you know. Right. Right. Um, And and when you're going to do the show. So does the show have multiple shows running on the same day? that you would be producing the show. If so, that might not be really conducive to, you know, if you're shredding your sharing your audience uh, from other with other groups, that doesn't really help anyone. So you always have to be cognizant of what's around your date, right? Or who's yeah. on your date. We have to also be um, aware of what other programs are happening, you know, pr- productions happening at the theater as well, because we are we will be rehearsing at the same time as Susical, mm-hmm. whose auditions are going to be this week, I think, this, this coming weekend. Wow. Um, yeah, so we've got to be mindful of that and their rehearsal process and um so you have to make keep some the time tweaks. frame mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. yeah a lot of collaboration and communication as well right so right there there are three things right off the top before we even get into the nitty-gritty that you have to be responsible for within a production and that's why none of this stuff happens by itself you might go and see a great show you go oh that was so great it looked good kids had fun but you know what it took hours and hours and hours of work behind the scenes to get that to run yeah it takes a team it's not just the director or just the talent um i'm really grateful to have a really great board at the pittsfield players everyone's really involved and they're also in a lot of the productions as well Mm -hmm. so they kind of understand that routine which is really helpful and our president megan dale has been a huge support and advocate for not only the pittsfield players but for also um you know putting out new things putting doing productions being more immersive in our community maybe we can do some more workshops you know things like that to really get people to the theater to get them to know that we're here Mm -hmm. we're there and um that's been really really conducive in in this whole process and you also have good people on your crew oh yeah you know your crew members are really important to keep a show feeling like it's moving forward even in rehearsal before the audience gets there uh not having crew that are really good and responsible for what they're you know, need to get done uh, can make a huge impact for the singers or the performers that are in the show. Yeah, reliability and consistency are really important because, you know, if if, if someone's having an off day, we've all got to make sure that we're, we can pick up where that person left off. Right. Um, 
you know, because it's going to happen. It's stressful. Yay. It's stress. Production is stressful. <laughs> it is. But when you have people that you know you can rely on, you know, take, for example, my producer, Josh Crowell Gregoire. Um, shout out to him if he's listening. He's been a huge help with this whole rehearsal process and making copies for me when I can't be there. Yeah. Um, you know, ha- you know, having somebody say, how can I show up for you yeah. is a huge help. And having someone pay attention, paying attention as the process is going forth as a director or, or you know, choreographer or a producer, mm. when you know that there's someone on the floor that is watching what's going on and is, is plugging in as needed at the moment is huge. Yeah. We're not, we're not superhuman. We are, we are human and things will fall through the cracks sometimes. So when you have people that can kind of hold that accountability and say, Hey, mm-hmm. I think we're missing this. That's really, really right. helpful. And, the, and to have that happen timely. Yeah. Is huge. Yeah. So you don't want, so the, Josh you don't, you don't want that to happen last minute. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Well, it, it can. Things can happen. But yeah. the truth is, is the fluidity of a production, especially one where you're putting up on four or five, produ- four or five rehearsals, mm. it's really important to have folks in there on time, moving things along. And uh, Josh seems to be really up on that game. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. And it's really great, too, to have such a receptive cast. I mean, you know, we had our first rehearsal last week and everybody seems to be under the same playing field that they need to do the work at home. We have limited amount of rehearsals, so they're going to have to put in that work at home to make sure they come into rehearsal knowing their stuff mm-hmm. so we can put on a really great show. Mm-hmm. And everyone seems to be really dedicated with that. So that's, that is awesome too, especially with such a, it's a decent sized cast for a fundraising event, you know, 17 people. Right. Um, I mean, 23 in total, including the crew and lighting and, you know, costuming and all of sure. that. So um, it's great. Yeah. Just it's perfect size, actually. Yeah. Because if you had had more than that, you would have had to turn more people away. Yeah. And that's not always fun. And we were we were able to take everybody, mm-hmm. um, which was very exciting. Mm-hmm. So and it was above the numbers we were really expecting for the fundraising event itself. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Very good. All righty. We're going to take a little break here on Artful Living. Jane Cormier, your host, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Stay right where you are. We'll we'll be right back. Hello there. Welcome back to Art for Living. Jane Cormier, your host. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We are New Hampshire TalkRadio.com, and we welcome you. Uh, we're talking today with Catherine Martinez from the Pittsfield Players right here in Pittsfield. And we've been discussing their up-and-coming new production, which is going to be a fundraiser on September 9th at 8 o'clock at the Scenic Theater called Curtain Up. And Curtain Up is going to be a a wonderful kind of um, the biggest hits in Broadway musical theater that you could could imagine in one collection. It's it's a great show. And uh, we've been talking a little bit about uh, how important um, this work is, not only for the communities, but how integral it is in bringing out Uh, performers for a a great place to work and share their gifts and that there's a lot to go into it and the first couple of segments we talked about auditions and planning the show itself and then the the crew necessary to bring forth a production like this Um, and in this segment I thought maybe we could talk a little bit more in depth Catherine about um, 
the the music itself, right? The show itself, because this is more like a review. Mm-hmm. There'll be choreography and all that, which is great. Uh, but it's it's a, a musical review, mm-hmm. and uh, there are really some important points that um, reviews need to hit, right, to be a, a good review. And I think we hit, or I think you hit. Um, the first point in that, and that is to make sure that you program your show in a way that brings out the best of the performers in the show. Yes, that's why it was really important for me to have auditioners pick the song that they wanted, gave them a big list of songs, um, because I wanted to see what they were comfortable in singing. And what was great as well at auditions was the fact that a lot of them were receptive to um, discussion mm-hmm. about maybe choosing a different song that might be better suited for your voice and them leaving that audition saying, wow, I didn't think I was capable of doing that. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, huge, that's a huge moment mm-hmm. for people that might not be as versed in the theater world or in singing. To right. be able to have that knowledge now and, and go forward in confidence is a good thing. Right. It, it really does help everyone involved when that happens. You end up with better shows. You end up with better performers who become more self-confident. And then, of course, the brand bears the benefit of that as well because people leave the theater saying, wow, they really knew what they were doing, which is important. Um, The psychology of performing is something that I find infinitely fascinating. Uh, And the older I get, the more in-depth that thought process becomes for me. It's really kind of cool. We're all human beings, and we all have our own little talents and foibles and whatever, strengths, whatever. And to see how those impact a live show, I find fascinating. And we have many different kinds of experiences, folks in this show that have different experiences with regard to performing, right? Uh, and so it's going to be fun to see that all play out. Yeah, I, I really like to add, and I've learned this from my mother, Jane, of course, mm-hmm. to have a challenge, It's important to still have something to work towards and learn something new when doing these fundraising events or in just community theater in general. It's not meant to be easy. If you want to have a good experience and learn something and say, wow, I really took something from that, you've Mm got to be pushed a little bit. And, um, you know, you know the ones that are cut out for that and the ones that aren't. Um, And uh, it's it's a really eye-opening experience when you can leave a production saying, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the truth is, is it's and of course, probably you folks out there know this, too, in different ways other than necessarily performing arts. Right. But we really do do our best work when we are outside of the comfort zone. And as a teacher who's been doing my thing for what, 30, close to 30 years teaching before that, of course, you know, 100 percent performing, uh, I can see that. It can be challenging today for a performer, for a young performer or a new performer to take the quality of the push and understand that that push is not, even though it might feel scary, even though it might feel like you're out of your zone, um, that push, if welcomed, usually, will, will bring you to a better place. And, and it really doesn't even matter what push you're talking about. You could be pushing musical performance. You could be pushing football practice. You could be pushing, uh, you know, debate club at school. It doesn't matter. But the second that we get out of our comfort zone, our brain has to react. 
And once the brain starts reacting and doing new, you know, new computer work in there, what do they call that? Synapses. Mm -hmm. Developing new synapses. Okay. It brings you to a higher performance level. That's just a fact. Now, the difference in my in my uh, experience was that when in my youth, you know, through my probably 30s, right, uh, that was in you you would want that like you sought out positions or at least I did. I sought out opportunities that were larger than me to, to force me to meet the challenge. And usually it worked out really well. I'm not sure that we're fostering that today in our youth. And it's part of the reason why I'm still in education, even though I should be retired by now. Um, it's because there is a subtlety there. If you're cognizant of this, that you can bring to the youth to, to let them know why should it always be easy? I'll, I'll say to my kids, who told you easy was good? Who told you to shoot for that? And it shakes them up. They kind of look at you funny and they, you know, mm, what does that mean? And, and at that point, I then decide individually, because I'm pretty good at this by now, figuring out where I can safely and, you know, kindly give a nudge. And usually, I, I in fact, when I say usually, it's almost 99% of the time. Uh, by the end of the nudge, the person that you're working with has figured out what has happened and are very grateful for it and can then now go to the next step which brings them a little further on down the road. So performing arts, that's how you get great performances. That's how you get great performances out of community production or professional production is by pushing the people involved to go to the next level. And that is not a bad thing. That is how we achieve greater result. But, you know, it can be challenging, right, Kat? It can. And can it be can. challenging. Yeah. Nobody likes to be scared, right? Ooh, what if I make a mistake? Ooh, what if I can't do it? Well, you know what? You're not going to find out until you try. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. It should be the same for community or professional. Absolutely. It's it's per- good performing is good performing, period, no matter what class it's under. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I always used to laugh. Um, whoever said that, you know, you had to get paid to give a great performance. Mm-mm. They, they kind of missed the boat on that one um, because that's not true. And I've seen plenty of, I don't know about you, but as someone that really has seen an awful lot of musical theater and opera and concerts and stuff and such, uh, I can tell you right now that the, the most, the people that are paid uh, are not necessarily the people that have left me the most moved or with a feeling of like, wow, that was great. Mm. It's not, it's not always that way you know just because you get paid you're better no i almost sometimes feel like when you've reached that point of starting to get paid for gigs or if you're equity you kind of let go a little bit or at least from what i've noticed you kind of get a little lazy Mm -hmm. in regards to your performing because you think you made it or that was it but there's always something to work on as a performer and i you know i mean I am not quite there yet, but I can't tell you how many times I haven't landed an audition and always asked the director, what can I do better? Mm-hmm. How, what, what, do, you know, what didn't you like about that audition or how can I? Because it's hard. To, you've got, yeah. I mean, but you've got to know those things and be open and receptive to that. Just because you're getting a check doesn't mean you should lessen that's absolutely. your opportunity of a performer as a performer. Right. Or not get better. Yeah. So that's why I said the pushing out of your comfort zone is is indicative of just a great 
uh, mentality of performing. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, community or professional. It's the way you should conduct yourself Mm -hmm. and to embrace it and not get safe in the little pond that you're swimming in uh, and and think, oh, you know, this is easy. I'm going to just keep doing this. And and it happens in both. I've seen it in community where people are kind of well-established um, in, in their community productions. You know, people know who they've, what they've done. They're usually a fairly good quality of performance, but reticent to push to the next level. And I've seen it again and again. However, to Catherine's point, I have definitely seen, and I'd say maybe <laughs> in the majority of the, uh, you know, quote, professional, you know, equity stuff, um, many people that just sort of learn the shtick and just run with it, mm-hmm. you know. So it does happen both, and it's a it's a human being thing, um, and not one that we should settle for. In my mind, uh, don't ever settle for the easy way. Easy isn't necessarily bad, but it definitely isn't great. You and, won't you won't get anywhere mm-hmm. with that. You'll stay in the same place right. always. Right, you'll mm-hmm. stay in the same place. And who wants to do that? Mm-mm. All right, we're going to take another little break here. WKXL New Hampshire Talk Radio Jane Cormier from Artful Living here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We will be right back. We are back here on Artful Living, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Jane Cormier here, your host for Artful Living, and we have been discussing all things magical on the stage and performers and Pittsfield players and their upcoming uh, fundraiser, which is happening September 9th, 8 o'clock, curtain up at the scenic theater and uh, Catherine you know what why don't we talk to our audience a little bit about specifically Pittsfield players mm-hmm. tell, yeah. us, tell us about them so the Pittsfield players were founded in 1968 by someone of the name Roland Sharon uh, we actually have a, a whole Roland Sharon memorial award when we have our awards um, yearly but he wanted to bring culture and arts to the Suncook Valley area by producing well-known productions, um, you know, in theater for the Pittsfield players or Pittsfield, New Hampshire area. Um, They were, before Pittsfield players were founded, the scenic theater actually used to be an old black and white movie theater. Uh, And you can still see the whole setup upstairs of, you know, where they would have the projector and all of that. So uh, it's a really, that's really cool. But the Pittsfield players in general and what they've always been really known for in their community is being a home. You know, we call the scenic theater, the home of the Pittsfield players. And that's because people that come in new or those that have already been on our stage feel welcome. They feel like a family. And that's a really important thing to establish within a community theater. That's not necessarily the norm. I I feel like community theaters can always get a bad rap because there's always some type of drama going on or, you know, Mm -hmm. talk behind the scenes. Um, And while every theater might have that, the Pittsfield players don't. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've always 
prided ourselves on not only the quality of productions that we bring, whether musical or straight play, um, but also our character and who we are to our core and follow through. And um, it's that's why I've had such an enjoyable experience working with the Pittsfield players is is because of those that integrity. Mm-hmm. And they've been around a very long time. So, yeah. I mean, time timing you know is everything right mm-hmm. um they just kept plugging obviously and and here they are busier than ever and offering more more you know varied programming yeah you know what else has been really fun too is this past i say this past summer i mean it's still summer but uh they had an event an old home days event um july 20th i believe it was where now the pittsfield players are starting to immerse themselves with the pittsfield historical society cool. and there's actually a whole write-up um, online, if you look it up online, Pittsfield, Pittsfield, New Hampshire, Pittsfield Historical Society, of the different mansions and old buildings from when the town was first built. Wow. And there's actual write-ups. So if you actually walk through the town of Pittsfield, you'll see historical markers talking about what this house was or what this factory was or what this building was. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just got lost, mm-hmm. you know. And because we're starting to build up more programming and we're starting to really amp up our social media presence, uh, the Pittsfield players and Megan Dale specifically decided to reach out to the Pittsfield Historical Society to do a collaboration with them during Old Home Day where they dressed up in costume of old um, cool. folk that used to work in the area, you know, in the old paper or on this on the sheet that talks about what each building was and give a little spiel about the history of that location as that character from that time period in Pittsfield. Mm -hmm. So we're going to definitely build on that. Obviously, it was a starter thing. So, um, you know, we had to be really quick on our feet with doing it all. But um, we're really looking forward to seeing what that will entail in the future with that collaboration in the Historical Society. And that's really what makes great communities, you know, that working together and keeping the history alive. You know, we we don't need to get rid of histories. We can move forward from histories and embellish the history. Um, I think the scenic theater is a an example, right? That it has gone through so many years of changing, mm-hmm. and here we are, you know, doing a, a thriving uh, theater program where where people can get together and share their gifts with the community at large. Mm-hmm. That's always a good thing. I have I actually just found a little a blurb here in this. We're in Smithsonian Magazine. Cool. I did not know that, Megan. If you're listening to this, I need to get you this this article, um, and it says. Quote, the Scenic Theater is home to the Pittsfield Players. The current building that houses the Scenic Theater was built in 1914. The original structure, which which burned the same year, was the home of the GAR, the Grand Army of the Republic Civil War Veterans. And thus, much of the memorabilia and history of Pittsfield's participation in the Civil War was lost. Mm-hmm. Um, the structure uh, the GAR built, rebuilt was what the Pittsfield Players or the Pittsfield Historical Association describes as a, quote, colonial revival style and was the first commercial building to have a slanted floor for the watching of new motion pictures. Hmm. When the membership and number of surviving Civil War veterans declined, the building was sold in 1925 to the American Legion, thus housing on its upper floors patriotic organizations for about another decade. And that those upper floors, actually, we now use as rehearsal space. That's not only our costuming space. Uh-huh. We have a huge, we probably have one of the biggest costuming selections in in theater in the area it's it's wild Uh Um, and we also have a whole makeup area up there and it's our green room and another piano up there so that's what it's being used for now 
It also says about this same time, the lower floor was named the Liberty Theater, which was, was where we performed oh, cool. and continued to show movies. It was in 1937 that the building was again sold and renamed the Scenic Theater. Movies were shown here until 1991, and it became home to the players founded in 1968 in 1991. So they were actually still showing movies yeah. within the theater at the time that the Pittsville Players were was founded. Right. So uh, that's really cool. I did not know that we had a Smithsonian Magazine article. Yeah, great. <laughs> that's wild. Yes, yeah. you have to get that link out there. I will. Well, that's interesting. Yes. Um, okay, so tell us again. Yes. With the audience that might just be joining our segment. What What is the upcoming show? Yeah, so our upcoming production is uh, Curtain Up, an evening of music. It will be on September 9th at 8 p.m. right at the Scenic Theater, home of the Pittsfield Players. We do have tickets available. They are $20 a ticket. Um, so make sure to grab yours now uh, before we sell out because we do sell out quickly. Right. Um, you can purchase your tickets at www.pittsfieldplayers.org. Um, we update our website regularly and uh, make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms as well. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram and uh, that's how we keep in touch with our patrons and anyone that's interested in auditioning. Mm -hmm. We also have a membership that you can join right on our website as well where um, you pay a yearly annual fee and you get a monthly newsletter that's actually called Curtain Up. So that's why we called the the fundraising event Curtain Up um, as well. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun, a very immersive experience. Wear your fancy outfit and come to uh, Curtain Up an Evening of Music. Absolutely. Support, support Pittsfield Players because they're a great organization and they certainly deserve uh, for all their hard work and for the many years that they've been doing this. Um, you know, they really deserve to have as much assistance as they can. So, Catherine, uh, very quickly, as we're getting ready to wrap up this segment of Artful Living, tell me now, um, what is your favorite thing to do in the world of music today? In the in the realm of music performance, what's your favorite thing? Oh, I would have to say the Sitzprobe. I really uh, yeah. love sitting with the orchestra okay. and having that kind of energy exchange between them and and getting to sing your music with the orchestra. Yeah. It just adds a whole different energy to the experience. Yeah. Not that piano isn't beautiful because it is, but when you have such an in-depth production, yeah. um, it just adds a different atmosphere yes. to everything and everything's elevated at that point. Absolutely. And you don't have to worry when you do a sitzprobe, you don't have to worry about all of the activity and the blocking and the choreography. You get to focus just on the music, which for a music performer is really really it's great all about. that's right <laughs> truly it's, it makes it very very yeah yeah you're right well and you think about it too even when putting on a production you know the choir is hugely important because they really set the tone for the whole show it's mm -hmm. not even the leads it's it's the choir that really sets that undertone of what what each scene is going to entail or sure. what's happening within that scene so even being able to see a choir listen to the orchestra and have yeah. all of their really beautiful harmonies come to life elevates it as well absolutely well you know what they say there are no small parts Never. there are only small actors everybody play well <laughs> I mean, it's true. If, if they complain about and, their size. And you wouldn't even right? have a show without a lighting crew. Yeah, so, you know, right. or costumes or props or anything like that. So it's really got to keep the lights on. Yes. You know, so it's it's everybody plays an important part in a production. Yes. And as long as that's valued, the production's usually going to be a good, good oh, it production. It should always be appreciated. Yeah. No, nothing ever goes underappreciated at the Pittsfield Players. So Th that's for sure. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Well, this was great. Catherine, um, 
Curtain Up, September 9th, 8 o'clock p.m., Scenic Theater. Uh, We hope you have great success with the performance. You certainly deserve it, as does Pittsfield Players. And uh, anybody that has any interest in finding out more about Pittsfield Players, is there a website? Yes, www.pittsfieldplayers.org. You will find all of our audition information there, upcoming performances, tickets, um, and history of the Scenic Theater. You can also donate on the website as well if you want to donate prior to the fundraising (laughs) event. We're taking them now and always. Um, So you can just click the donations button uh, right on our website, which is, again, pittsfieldplayers.org. And you are a 501c3, correct? We are indeed a nonprofit. Nonprofit. That means that everything that you give them in regards to a donation is deductible on your taxes. So yay, yay, yay. All righty. We're going to wrap this up on Art for Living. Jane Comey, your host here on WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. You guys have a great day out there, and we will see you at our next show.